I'm Jenna. Hello, I'm Gloria. We We are are Worthy Worthy Wellness. Because we are worth it. Our purpose is to introduce women entrepreneurs' products and services while proceeds help women in need for holistic care and therapy services. Welcome, Welcome, ladies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Worthy Wellness Podcast. Today, our guest is going to be Lauren from Live Love Food for Life, and she's the founder and CEO of this wonderful company. Um, Lauren is also a previous guest, but she is coming on monthly to talk about certain topics. She is a holistic nutritionist dietitian. And so we have the pleasure of having Lauren on with us again. So Lauren, what's going to be our topic for today? Uh, Gloria, today I thought uh, we can talk about stress and how it relates to the body and how it impacts our overall health, but as well as nutrition. I I don't think we give stress uh, enough credence. Um, And so I think that is going to be a really good topic considering the current uh, situation in society today, there's a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. you know, post COVID. Um, So yeah, I thought that would be a good one to discuss. I think that's a lot. That's a great topic. I mean, just, you know, going out and about and doing grocery shopping today, you know, everyone in the store just felt so stressed, Mm -hmm. exhausted, overworked because we all are at this point in time. So I know that affects a lot of us mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So I think you've picked a great topic. You know, uh, in practice, what I've uh, recognized is that um, stress can actually dictate um, the foods that we consume. There is a lot of emotional eating when it comes to stress. Um, And then on the flip side, you can also look at um, you don't want to eat when you're stressed. There's some of the people that, you know, I'm not hungry because I'm just super duper stressed. You know, I have a lot of these things on my mind and, you know, they stop eating altogether. And, and then we have those that, oh my God, I just need that ice cream, right? I need that hit of ice cream. And then we have the people that, you know, do other substances like, like alcohol or smoking, you know, they're, they're, um, out there drinking and smoking, right? And then, you know, smoking does tend to suppress hunger. And so there goes that cycle, that vicious, vicious cycle when it, when we are stressed about financial reasons or our health or family members or our children. Um, so there's lots of different um, reasons to have stress um, in our life. Uh, whether it's economical or just life in general. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I I really, I think that this is such a great topic because it's a, it's a behavior, right? Right. Um, That we are experiencing. And so we definitely want to learn how to cope with it. You know, I'm always recommending therapists. I think that's really, really important. Um, they help to provide um, coping mechanisms to support people during their moments of challenges, whether it could be a divorce that you're going through, right? Um, or death, funerals, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of different things. And um, that causes uh, 
an uproar, an upsurge in emotions. And so you definitely want to seek guidance. And it doesn't have to be therapy. It can be friends. It can be your um, your minister. You know, it can be a priest if that's, you know, who you see. It can be anybody. It can be an activity, right? right, right. Um, so there's lots of different ways of, of coping with stress. I mean, there's a lot of different healing modalities as yourself, um, energy healer. Uh, myself as a Reiki practitioner, um, there's uh, Qigong, yoga, yoga, deep breathing. There are so many different modalities that you can use to help um, soothe the nervous system because that's essentially what's going awry when we're stressed out. You know, mm-hmm. our um, nervous system is just um, out, of, out of whack. And we're, I do want to discuss the mechanism. So I'm I'm not going to get too sciencey, but I am going to get a little sciencey. Um, but I'll keep it, um, understandable because I think even I had difficulty in school right. <laughs> learning the science behind the stress mechanisms. Yeah. Well, you say the word stress mm-hmm. and it's a huge umbrella mm-hmm. of all, so many things that are beneath it. Yeah. Like you say, there's stress is just, it covers a lot Yeah, and it affects so much yeah. at every, and it affects so many people in different ways, Yeah, you know, um, Sometimes I'm a stress eater and I just want to eat salty stuff, which I know is not good for me. Then my inflammation kicks up, migraines. Um, and then I have friends or know people that their stressors are sweets, sugars, you know, carbs. And so, and then they get upset stomachs, you know, the whole gamut. And so um, stress is just a very, very big uh, root right? And then what's underlining what's on that root. So if you look at a tree and you see the roots and you pull those roots out under each root, it's going to have a stressor. You know, what's the stressor on that? You know, money, children, marriage, job, traffic, you know, having to drive in traffic traffic. in California for hours and hours. Yes. (laughs) So when you talk about stress and coping, let's talk about food. Okay. So you have your patients that come in and see you and they're like, I'm super stressed. The first thing you ask them is, what are you eating? How do I do that? So when it comes to stress, um, they'll immediately say, I'm an emotional eater. I eat uh, when I'm stressed. And um, what I'd like to uncover is what types of food they're eating. And a lot of times, like you said, it's that sweet, salty, savory um, sweet, salty, savory type of food that they, um, are consuming and everybody has their, their vices. I mean, but ice cream is a big one, right? Who doesn't like ice cream? Right. Right. But, uh, okay. So, um, you're talking about ice cream. Let's talk about that when people eat something, when they're super stressed. So what happens and, you know, you had asked me the question as what's happening to the to the person, and a lot of them tend to crave ice cream. They crave sweets, um, sweet or salty, mm-hmm. right? And normally that happens because there's something that's taking place with our adrenal glands, and I'll get into that in a little bit because they are part of our fight or flight or survival mode mechanisms. Um. But one of the things that I say to my patients, um, clients, is that um, 
I cannot compete with stress. If we don't work on mitigating that, food isn't going to be, I mean, it's and it's going to help them. It, it really is going to help them. We can work on, on getting them foods, but their cravings might supersede if, um, you know, they haven't worked on what are, their stress triggers are, right? They may supersede. I have patients that are um, bariatric patients and they're like, I get these intense cravings and it's really difficult to override that craving, um, to find alternative ways to satisfy that craving. And so then sometimes we have to work in different, uh, with different methods. It's like, okay, well, maybe you just have a little bite of that and put it away, you know, so that you can satisfy mm -hmm. the craving. Um, and, you know, I, one of the things that they've said, and I'm just bringing this up um, for continuity is that they said that the first three bites of a, of a dessert is really are the ones, the first three satisfying bites, right? Cause you guys, you can actually taste the, the, the flavors, the textures. Um, there is so much more. I'm sure that a culinary uh, expert could probably go into it. Um, but uh, there's different uh, methods that I work with them into trying to maybe get rid of the foods that tempt them out of the house and, and things uh, to that nature. But um, when it comes to uh, the discipline of not consuming the foods, sometimes their stress levels are so high mm -hmm. that they just give in. They just give in. And so when that happens, um, you know, it becomes very difficult for, you know, nutritionists to compete with um, those behaviors because right. they're so cemented mm -hmm. in their um, daily life, you know, and there's a lot of other root causes for those particular behaviors um, and how they're handling their, their stress. But um, so I work with them slowly at, because behavior is one of the hardest things to change. You know, um, are you getting enough nutrition? I can say, but when, you know, because the first thing they want to do is what do I eat? I can tell you what I eat or what to eat till mm -hmm. I'm blue in the face. It's you're the one that has to apply it. Right, right. But when you're stressed and your mortgage is due or your taxes went up or um, your tuition is, is due or um, whatever the case is, or your car payment, or you got into an accident or you broke up, whatever those things are, they're going to supersede food because you're seeking comfort. What you're seeking is that hit of serotonin, right? You're wanting that feel good neurotransmitter to get to you quickly because you know what? you're not feeling the greatest because you're in a down moment. And so the ice cream tends to beat out everything, whether it's ice cream or chips, right? Those are a lot of big, big common ones. So let me give you a little bit um, of the context. So on top of our kidneys, um, our renal glands. So we have little tiny little glands um, that are called um, the adrenal glands. And their purpose, I mean, they secrete many other um, chemicals, which are hormones, right? However, um, one of their purposes is to secrete cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine. Um, another name for that is adrenaline, mm -hmm. right? And that adrenaline um, 
is a signaling molecule, right, for the liver to release glucose into the system. Because our body doesn't know that it's in 2023, that we're sitting down, stressed out, we're in bed, lying down, you know, we're on the floor crying, whatever it is that we're doing stressed or angry or whatever. Um, it thinks of the caveman days when we're running from a predator, right? We're going to be running there. I see Gloria running from her dinosaur, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's an imaginary dinosaur, that's yeah. what the body thinks it's doing. It's running from a dinosaur. You're either going to run from it, you're going to fight from it, or you're going to freeze and be quiet, right? So the body knows that it has to release all this energy so that it can provide energy for your muscles, right? Because you're going to use your arms, your hands to fight, or you're going to use your legs to run. So you, you need that extra energy and it's called a, a catabolic process, meaning you're breaking down. And so when you're breaking down that energy, it's going into the bloodstream. So glucose is going into the bloodstream. And this is why uh, a lot of my patients with uh, diabetes, my clients with diabetes, they're like, I don't even eat. And but my blood glucose is super high. And I'm like, um, are you stressed? Well, yeah, I started a new job. I didn't have a job. And so there, those are the things that happen. So you have all this glucose into your, in your blood and the body has to do something with it. Normally, in the olden days, right? In uh, the caveman days, we're running. Mm -hmm. we're, we're using our, our glucose. We're running from the predator. But in today's day and age, we're not. We're sitting or laying or still. And we're not utilizing that energy. And so what, hap what happens with that energy, the body's going to use part of it for, for um, energy and for use, right? For mm -hmm. what we need. Um, part of it's going to be filtered out through the kidneys, which can e even put you at risk for urinary tract infections and for women, you know, potential yeast infections, but also it's going to be, uh, saved or, um, uh, it's going to be produced into what we call triglycerides. It's, um, a sugar molecule mm -hmm. that is made and the body knows it has ample space for fats. And so guess what? That triglyceride is a form of fat, right? Mm -hmm. It's a type of cholesterol. It's a form of fat and it's going to pack it away wherever we don't want it, right? For women, maybe on our hips, you know, behind our arms. We don't like those the little belly. flaps, the belly, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is what happens. That's part of the mechanism with um, stress and the adrenal glands. And this is a very, very difficult uh, cycle to turn off because think about our body. If we have any other conditions, whether it be heart failure or, um, hypertension, which is very, very common, uh, diabetes, right. An autoimmune condition, whatever it is, that's a stress in the body. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're having that stressor on top of your other stressors, that's that constant mechanism that's just going to keep, it's a vicious, vicious cycle that's going to just keep going. And so that's one of the first things that I try to support my patients in, you know, is helping them how to work through those behaviors, right? Um, and definitely um, helping them find someone that can support them in their journey of reducing stress, right? I mean, there's um, 
when you're experiencing death in a family, right? You have all the, um, the, um, I'm looking, I'm searching, I'm sorry, I'm searching for the words, all the processes, right. Uh, that you go through, right. Uh, when, when a family member or even a friend for that matter, or a pet, you know, my gosh, there's a lot of things, you know, people experience uh, grief over the love of a pet. So you go through the stages. That's the word I was looking for, the stages of, of grief. And so that's stress, right? So you want to find the proper um, therapist or person to support them in that, in that journey. Right. And it is, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Mm -hmm. I know um, in having to deal with a lot of Mm -hmm. stress, but that fight or flight Mm -hmm. moment, Mm -hmm. you know, where I can feel my body just shooting up Mm -hmm. all the adrenaline, Mm -hmm. all my adrenals are going out of whack, Mm -hmm. you know, my blood pressure shooting up, you know, and then I don't get hungry and I don't really eat but I know that I'm just putting on weight because it's just going straight to my belly. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's just going straight to my belly. And so, you know, then it's, okay, I have to realize and kind of figure out how am I going to not go into that space of fight or flight mm-hmm. when I'm trying to relax and calm myself down. And then if I do get hungry, what is it that I'm really going to eat at this time? Because right now my body's like trying to take off and run <laughs> from the dinosaur, mm-hmm. the bear, right? <laughs> but what do I want to eat to kind of just relax me and calm down? And that the bear's going to be like, well, I don't want to taste of that. I'm just going to take off the other way. Let's just have her have her moment and just kind of calm down. And what do you say to that? Because there has to be... I know it's got to go hand in hand, you know, something that's teas yeah. or, you know, like I said, I'm a chip salty person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. instead of going and getting the bag of, you know, Doritos, mm-hmm. uh, which the first three taste pretty good, yeah. but by the fourth or fifth, I'm like, yeah, I really don't want these, but my body's like, well, just keep eating anyway. Cause we're fight or flight right now. So what would, what do you recommend? I'm coming into you as a client and what would you say? So there are a lot of medicinal teas that help support calming chamomile, lavender. Um, and there are other foods that, that can support you. Um, however, one of the things that, that we notice is that stress normally um, stems from other uh, underlying issues. And Sometimes uh, they're out of my scope of practice to dig in deep. I, I do get a lot of, um, because I spend quite a bit of time with with my patients, clients that, you know, I do get a lot of that information and I'm able to support them in the way that, um, you know what, what do you think about this? So I, I'm constantly looking for different modalities. Um, as far as food, I recommend you know, going to things that are going to bring out um, what they're desiring. Like if they want salty, you know, they can make homemade chips, right? If you have an air fryer, you can make homemade potato chips and salt them and season them the way that you like. That way, you know what kind of oil you're using um, versus you get the latest potato chips, right? And you know, they're using the cheapest quality um, oil and, um, 
you know, and they're a slide super thin, right? You can make them a little thicker and a little crunchier, however you like them, and you can season up really nicely. Um, and also I go to, because um, I'm Latina. And so one of the things that I know that I like is in crunchy is like jicama and cucumbers and um, uh, celery and lots of different uh, carrots. And okay. uh, so what I say to, to them is, you know, have some of those um, ready and available and just add some spice to them, right? And some salt, okay. a little bit of salt, okay. you know, and and chomp on those for a little while because it gives you that hand to mouth motion that you right. really want to achieve. And then I also say fruits for the people that, that like the sweets. I, I recommend, I love the um, apple and peanut butter. Um, uh, I call it a dessert, but uh, it's, it's just the apples and peanut butter. Right. But I may get into a donut shape. Um, and I love that particular because it gives you both sweet and salty, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In the peanut butter. And, and it doesn't have to be peanut butter because a lot of people are allergic to peanut butter. Uh, it can be any nut. It can be any nut. There are, and seeds, right? They're now coming out with some flower seeds and pumpkin seeds and pistachio butters and lots of different ones. A tahini, which is sesame seeds. So you can definitely create your own um, version of a healthy snack um, for your satisfaction. Sometimes, you know, good old fashioned spoonful of peanut butter, right? Is just going to get you that, uh, that feeling of satisfaction because there's a little sweet, there's a little salty and there's some fat in it. Right. Um, and you just put it in your mouth and you're like, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm happy. Let me just move on. I'm past this moment of strain versus eating that whole bag of Doritos because that's how it's going to go down because you're feeling bad. You're not feeling yourself. And that was one of my favorite chips when I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was one of my favorite chips with bean dip, um, Doritos and bean dip. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that was a thing, but that's another thing that you can do is um, making your own tortilla chips. You know, mm -hmm. that's, um, I think it's underestimated uh, on how delicious they are and making yourself like a guacamole with some salt and some paprika and some spice and some jalapenos and putting that and sitting that I would rather hands down, hands down. I would rather eat the tortillas that I made, the tortilla chips that I made and a whole bowl of guacamole. Yes, you heard me a whole bowl of guacamole <laughs> than the whole bag of Doritos. Right. Right. Because <laughs> at least I'm going to not feel as guilty. Yeah. Eating that, that um, avocado um, the way I like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm going to make a healthy version and it's going to satisfy me because I'm going to be like, oh, yes, I eat that whole bowl, you know, and, and it just feels good when you when you eat it because you're like, oh, OK, this is this is an alternative way of, of getting my my fix. Right. See, I love that because <laughs> I know I was stressed a while back and I remember we're talking about that and you said, have some jicama and I love jicama. Yeah. So I knew that something was coming up that was going to be stressful for me. Yeah. So when I went grocery shopping, I go down the chip aisle and I'm like, mm, do I get those saladitos that are really spicy and crunchy? They're basically like pork rinds. Yeah. Yes, I said that, pork rinds. <laughs> and I put the bag back mm -hmm. and I went produce department. I got me a jicama. Yeah. I got me a bag of apples, peanut butter. Oh, nice. 
And I brought it home because I knew, I just knew what was going to be coming up for me this, this particular week. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of myself because I sliced that jicama and I had that instead of the Doritos that I already had in my pantry for my grandson, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, and I ate some of that and I felt really good. Yeah. I didn't, because yeah. on top of that fight or flight and stress, for me, when I eat that bag of Doritos, then let's just add shame on that because yeah. I've just stuffed my face, you know, late at night because yeah. I can't sleep with Doritos. Right. But this time I'm like, no, I'm not going to wait till late at night. I'm going to have some jicama, kind of crave that, do some breath work, and then I'm good. Next day I had apple and peanut butter. Ah, yeah. I was so proud of myself. And that's and because of you telling me that uh, one time we were talking, I, I took you to your word and I said, this is what I'm going to do. So it's really made a very, very big difference yeah. for me in that regard that I'm eating healthier. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm eating when I'm stressed, but it's something that's not bad for me. Right. It's healthy. Yeah. And on top of all that, I don't beat myself up for eating something that's not healthy for me. Yeah. So it's like a circle, you know, it's a never ending cycle circle. But I like that advice that you're giving because so many of our listeners will be like, well, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go and get some jicama or some fruit for myself mm -hmm. or make some homemade tortilla mm -hmm. chips mm -hmm. instead of going to the store and buying all that mm -hmm. junk. Um, I think you should do a live video with you cooking a stress menu. I, you know, that would, <laughs> that would be a great idea. So um, you hit on a couple of things, you know, I, one of the things that I like about the peanut butters and the, the apple and for the jicama, you know, as a Latina, you know, there's the tahin and it, it, that one goes a long way, tahin and lemon. And um, you can add that with with a little bit of salt on some cucumbers. And that really hits mm -hmm. the spot. And it's refreshing, right? And you can do the same to mango, mm -hmm. right? Um, a papaya. And, and um, they give you such a different... Um, experience than if you were to go and have the the Snickers. One of the things that I've uh, done is that uh, when I make my little apple donuts, I take the core out of the apple and then I slice them like a donut and I spread my my nut butter on it. I put toppings because you know what? I'm an all, all in kind of girl, right? And so I want to make sure that I'm eating a donut. So I'm pretending I'm at the donut shop and I want my sprinkles, right? And so I'll get coconut shreds, unsweetened coconut shreds. I'll get my cacao nibs, unsweetened cacao nibs. I'll throw those on there. And um, sometimes if I'm in the mood, I might put, you know, I cut up some dates and I might put sprinkle a, a couple of pieces on there because they're super sweet. And, um, and I'll eat that up. And that to me is very satisfying. Mm -hmm. But you also mentioned another point is shame. That is huge. That's in a topic of itself because that's another stressor is shame. We have so much shame when we put what we call bad food into our body. And I really don't like to stigmatize food like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't believe that it's, it may be beneficial for you in a nutrient uh, dense type of way, mm -hmm. but it does bring us joy. Right. And so that is an emotion. Um, I'm not condoning you go out and, and eat it every day because it gives you joy, but occasionally, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. I mean, no one's perfect. Right. Um, right. but occasionally, yeah. Who didn't like that, uh, in and out burger and the French fries I did right before I became vegan. But I think that having that shame behind what we eat and I always try, that's one of the first things that, that I do work on, you know, is, uh, and every, every person is different is the relationship you have with food. Because, you know, I've mentioned it before, we either love, love, love food and we love to eat it, mm-hmm. or we hate, hate, hate food, or we have, yeah, it can even be, uh, I love to hate food, or I love to love food, right, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a really rough behavior um, to get past. It's it's building a positive relationship with food, because that could have been something we learned from our parents. It could be stemming down from generations past, right? Yeah. And it's something that we're carrying forth. And um, we don't know how to um, work through it. Um, but it's building confidence with people and having a positive relationship with food uh, again so that they can feel good about what it is that they are consuming. But yeah, shame goes hand in hand with food. It's because in society today, we've stigmatized food and we said it's either good or it's bad. But see, I say this to my kids all the time. My good can be your bad. Mm -hmm. Your bad can be my good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because if my good is celery, and to my daughter, that's bad, right? And and her her um, good is that In and Out Burger or the pizza, and that to me that could be my bad, right? So everybody has a different perspective. It's about understanding where they are, and then working with that, right? But it's about really working on trying to support them in their current space in time, right? And taking baby steps. And I think I've said before, I'm a rip the bandaid off kind of girl, you know, don't tease me. Don't tease me. Right. That's me. Mm-hmm. Just don't tease me. Right. Rip it off. Um, so when I became vegan, it was pretty much overnight. Like I was reading books, um, nutrition books and things like that for some months before, but from, uh, having a carnivore, it was like literally overnight it was a carnivore one day, the next day I was vegan. And so I had to learn from that point on because I, I refuse to eat any more animal products and, and slowly I've evolved, you know, through work to where I'm at today, but nevertheless, you know, it's, it's about working with the individual Mm -hmm. where they're at. Right. See, and I love that. And I think that that's where you doing your one-on-one with your clients, with your patients, getting from that root of what is your fear, what is your worry, what is your stressor, and then knowing that shame comes along with that, because a lot of people don't really even like to admit that they're stressed, Mm -hmm. because we're not supposed to be strong and courageous and live life. Mm -hmm. So with all of that, you know, that we all have to carry, you know, as humans, Mm -hmm. human beings, I like the fact that you can sit down with the client, patient, one-on-one and Mm -hmm. say, let's get to this route. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what your stressors are. Let's walk you through that fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's not be shameful that you're having to go through this because Mm -hmm. everyone is. And that's what I love about you and how you care for your patients Mm -hmm. and what you're trying to do to help others holistically, Mm -hmm. you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, 
And I really, really like that about your program, your, mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. And I don't even see it as a business. I see it as a love because yeah. you love doing that. <laughs> you just do. And that's what I love about how you handle and work, work with people. Yeah. Um, when you you see that and you see someone that's really coming in with all of that impact and you see, okay, this is going to be a good person to work mm -hmm. with. Um, at the end of the day, what is it that you really just want to accomplish with them? You know, I just want to help them understand what's going on with their body because it's theirs. I mean, there is not a person in the world that knows uh, themselves better than them, right? And it's about understanding, you know, and giving them that um, ability to advocate for themselves, you know, and make those educated decisions. I don't want to take away their autonomy. I want to give them their autonomy so that they can go ahead and, and feel like, oh, my God, I feel like I know what's going on with my diabetes. I feel like I know what's going on with my cholesterol levels. I feel like I know what's going on with my thyroid. And don't get me wrong, I get conditions that I was like, ah, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And so when I, I know they're coming, I'm looking it up, right? I'm looking it up, I'm, I'm researching it, I'm, I'm trying to get myself some education um, on that so that I can support them. Right. And, uh, but yeah, that's really at the end of the day, what I want to do as a clinician is that I want to make an impact in their life so that they can take their life back and live it. I love that. And mm -hmm. take their life back from the stress, mm -hmm. from the fight or flight, mm -hmm. you know, from the shame. Yeah. And I just absolutely just love that about you, Lauren. I really do. I mean, this has been a really great topic. We could go on for a very long time talking about these issues and stressors and everything else. But I, I'm glad that you chose this topic. I think it's much needed. Um, and I just hope that everyone really is able to understand mm -hmm. that they're not alone with their stress. No, They're not alone with their fight or flight. They're not alone with that shame, feeling all of that. And um, there's someone out like, there's someone here out in this world like you and other practitioners that are here to help, here to help us understand that and work through it. And how can our uh, listeners reach you? Um, I have an Instagram and it is live, love, food for life. And I also have a website, live, love, food for life.com. Um, there is a messaging that they could, uh, message me via the website, but there's also messaging via, uh, Instagram. So they can do that. I, am. I thought I had a Facebook, but no, not apparently not yet, but we are in the works of getting my Facebook page up. And um, so, yeah, they can reach me that way. But, you know, I, I do want to uh, say one last word about um, stress. I don't think that um, subject is elucidated as, as what can cause weight gain because everybody's so concerned about weight. Mm -hmm. Stress can cause weight gain. Stress can cause your sugar to go up. Stress can cause your high blood pressure to go up. You know, your... Uh, uh, blood pressure to go up. Stress can cause so many different things. It can cause a, a major imbalance in your body. 
So, you know, I wanted just to um, give that little um, last tidbit, you know, and kind of uh, bring it all together on why stress is such a big deal to me, because it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. There's not one person that I talk to that doesn't have some kind of stress in their life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it, it affects every single person, mm-hmm. even from a young child who's stressed because he's got to go to school and mm-hmm. learn or take a test mm-hmm. or whatever issues that they may be having mm-hmm. to a college student, to an employee having to, you know, work 40 hours a week or plus, it just goes on and on. Yeah. But the fact that we're not alone, that we all are here to help each mm-hmm. other, but we have practitioners like yourself I think that gives a lot of us a lot of encouragement. It makes us feel like, okay, great. There's someone I can reach out and talk to um, that's going to be able to help me. So again, I want to thank you for coming in today and doing this podcast. I think it's a great topic. You know, we're going to probably touch on this topic again. Um, And really look out for Lauren's Instagram page. She's posting some great recipes on there uh, because she's also a, she, She's a chef, holistic chef, I'm going to call her. And she's her cooking is delicious. But look what she's posting. Um, you get some great ideas on there. And um, let's just, again, try to control our stress. I know it's easier said than done. But reach out to Lauren if you want a one-on-one. She can kind of help you with it. And um, thank you again, Lauren, for being with us today. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank, thank you, everybody. And have a wonderful and blessed week. Thank you. You too. If you're also a woman entrepreneur to support our cause and would like to be considered on this podcast, please reach out to us. We would love to connect. We see you. We want to connect, empower, and inspire others. So please call or text or even fax 949-793-8781. Or our Instagram is Worthy Wellness Inc., like I-N-C. Hope to hear from you, and thank you for listening.